From curriculum to simply classroom manners, children deserve a positive place to learn. Absolutely. So what should you look for in a school and even after graduation? We're about to find out. And, and this, this is Chick to Chick. So here we are, we are about halfway through the school year, mm -hmm. right? And no matter who you talk to, um, it, and this seems to be a problem, not just around here, but across the country. Kids are still struggling mm -hmm. uh, in the classroom. Test scores are down across the country. And there seems to be this overriding feeling that all of this continues to be related to COVID, even though here we are some four years later. I know, so, I know. And parents are curious, are, are they in the right place for their school? Should they be looking elsewhere to see what other schools are doing? We have a fantastic educator back with us again today, Adrian Allen, he is head of school for the Harrisburg Academy. Thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you for having me. Adrian, what is the situation uh, at the Harrisburg Academy concerning COVID, concerning test scores? Are your kids struggling? Are there mental health issues? What are you seeing there? Well, I have to say, you know, we have slightly different experience from many of the schools because actually the academy only closed for 10 weeks. The, and then we were able to open partly because we're a small school and we could put in the kind of precautions that were necessary. So amongst our own students, we haven't seen much. Um, I think when we get new kids in, we sometimes see that they struggle um, with interpersonal skills. Um, they struggle a little bit, perhaps, depending on a little bit which school they came from and how good the quality of what they received in virtual learning was. I think the impact was greater for the younger kids because they really couldn't benefit much at all from the online learning. And uh, we are doing our best as the academy to actually work hard on those intrapersonal skills. That's actually a uh, sort of a solid part of our curriculum. And so we're working particularly hard to help kids with those interpersonal skills and how to interact effectively with others. You know, a lot of parents are growing frustrated over the lack of respect in the mm. classroom. It's a big topic now. Uh, what are you doing to handle things at the academy? Well, I mean, I, our position is this. This is actually something that has to be done all the time within the curriculum. It's not a special assembly thing where you do, uh, you know, sing RSPCT or something. <laughs> it's not something where you have a one-off person come in and give a talk. It's something that all of your teachers need to do. And I think it really begins with empathy. You need to teach uh, your students about empathy. When they can empathize with people, they are much less uh, likely to be disrespectful. But it's also, you get what you expect. Mm -hmm. And so you you have to be a place where you expect your students to be respectful. And the academy expects its students to be respectful and will not allow you to be disrespectful. And how important yeah. is that uh, something that should start at home? You know, I know with my son, He's 25 now, and I still do not allow him to talk to an adult and address them by their first name. So true. When he sees Carrie, he calls her Miss Carrie or, Mrs. or Mrs. Mrs. Perry. Yes, um, I don't allow that. And I know he's an adult, and some of my friends say to me, 
Let him go. He's an adult. Instead of saying Miss Katie, just tell him to call me Katie. Yeah. I feel that that's important that, mm-hmm. that just addressing them that way, there is a level of respect. Am I going overboard on this end or is this something that's important? No, I still call you Miss Flora as well. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think, you know, there's a point when you become adults and you need to be treated as an adult. But I think people want to be treated that way when they're about 12. And I think that is inappropriate. I expect the younger students to be polite. And, you know, there's more to being polite than just saying Miss and Mrs. It's mm-hmm. being polite yes. and being kind. That's being respectful. Yeah. Um, and so I just expect my students to be respectful and I would expect my kids to be respectful mm-hmm. and my friends and mm-hmm. you know and, and it works both ways I've said this to our teachers teachers need to be respectful to their students yep. and students need to it goes both ways yes, absolutely. absolutely you get what you give mm-hmm. absolutely so switching gears a little bit there's a lot of conversation about do you really need to go to college do you graduate trade schools are a wonderful option I know you have a very robust curriculum there but how do you talk to your students about what happens after they graduate well actually I think that the future of education is a combination of college and trade schools, because I do not think that these are mutually exclusive in some way. I mean, if you want to be an educator, like a principal, hey, you need to do a bit of finance, you need to do a bit of tech, you need to do a bit of how do you work with, you know, manage people, you need to do, I mean, I'm at the moment negotiating with my bank, you know. I'm talking with um, teachers about their salaries. I'm trying at the moment to understand what construction looks like because I've done all of these things. And and all of these things are really what might have been labeled in the old day trade, trade school activities. So I am not preparing my students just for college, but to understand that college is going to be this combination of probably trade school and college. So I'm actually don't see these two as mutually exclusive and I don't see one as miles better than the other. It, it's, it's horses for courses and what you need. Mm-hmm. And all the jobs seem to be overlapping more and more and more. And so I hope that our students are ready for that and that's what we're preparing them to be a part of through the program that we offer. So, and, and I'm glad you addressed that because I think that some people might think that, well, you're a private school mm-hmm. uh, and these kids, you're preparing them, they're going to college and that's it. But your message is not that. If a child comes to the Harrisburg Academy and they decide college is not for them, that's okay. And you are preparing them for a different field or a different curriculum or a different profession of whatever they want to do. And a different world. The world is not the same. I did not, I would say the college career that I had was very academic. Mm -hmm. And in fact, if I'd ever suggested that we wanted to do anything that was not academic, my professor would have looked at me and gone, I think you're in the wrong place. I do not think that is how it is in college anymore. And I think that is the change that is taking place. And it's taking place because of the rapid changes that are occurring in the world. We're not quite sure how to teach you to do these things. So you're you're having to learn a lot of extra skills to manage the world. Mm, That's a very good point. So I know you have some big news coming up with your curriculum. Would you like to share that? Sure. Um, As you may know, we are the only IB school in our area, um, the International Baccalaureate. We would have looked at the IB in the past as a gifted and talented program. Mm -hmm. What we wanted at the academy 
to do was to make this program available to a much larger spectrum of students. So we started off trying to prepare students in our primary school through PYP, which is the primary years program, to learn how to do the IB. And now we've just about to be authorized for the MYP, which is the middle years program that goes from fifth grade, or sorry, from sixth grade all the way through 10. And that will, you know, there are about, I think, 2,500 IB schools, and that will place us as a preschool through 12 IB school in one of maybe only 100 schools in the States. And we're, we are super proud of that because it takes a lot of work. Um, you have to retrain all of your faculty. You have to teach them how to foster critical thinking in their class and how to create this global awareness how to do these designed service projects that prepare you for the entrepreneurial world. And they have worked really, really hard. I suspect they all hate me because I need to do all this extra work. But honestly, in the end, that is what makes our school better and, uh, and an attractive place to go. And didn't you just recently come back from a trip to China? Why were you there? Okay, well, we were, yes, we were invited um, by Beijing University, Beijing Technical University and the University in Shanghai to come and talk about how the academy creates innovators mm -hmm. and creative people. Um, China has a view about how this is done. They're trying to identify people who have innovative skills and somehow provide a special education for them. We took a slightly different tack, which is we say you can't easily identify these people, but what you can do is make sure that you create a school environment that is actually nurturing to people because then they will naturally rise to the surface and you will find them. And um, it was very interesting. We talked to over 500 principals wow. and uh, we were given, a, I mean, opportunity to speak to all sorts of people to visit schools and talk about how they were doing it. So it was a, a, a very interesting activity for us. And we're going again, I believe, sometime in the next uh, few months. Wow, that sounds so exciting. Congratulations that you, awesome. that you were doing that. I know one thing that is really special about Harrisburg Academy, it's your community service. Talk a little bit more about that. Okay, yes. Community service in the academy is something that we consider an integral part of our educational program. It's not, we don't just do it because it's good for the community. It is good for the community. It is good for our kids to see their impact on the community. But what's important to us is that our students design the activities that they do. It's not something your teacher is going to walk in and go, this is what you have to do. These people need this or that service. What we want them to do is to do something they care about, because if you, you should really care about, what mm -hmm. it's not a duty, it's something you want to do. But we see it as teaching you the kinds of skills that are so important to be successful. Things like time management, managing yourself, getting ready, collaborating with other people. Those are skills that you need. to, And they will make you effective entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and we want our kids to have that ability because we really truly believe that being an entrepreneur is going to be something that's important for the future so though we do those yes because they're good yes people like that we do it but more importantly because it's actually a really important part of a 21st century education mm -hmm. and it's so important it to is. teach kids to give back mm -hmm. too 
That is mm-hmm. so important in their mm-hmm. education process. Finally, you have some important open houses coming up and a college fair. Can you give us the details, the dates and the times? Absolutely. We have our early childhood through lower school, which is three-year-olds all the way up to fifth grade. Um, And that is going to be on Wednesday, February the 21st at 6 p.m. at the school. We'd love to see you here so we can show the benefits that our PYP IB program has. And then on Wednesday the 28th at the same time, 6 p.m., we have our upper school and middle school um, open house. And again, we have some things to show. I I would remind some of your viewers that we run a college fair, which is at the school, which is open not just to our kids, but to all students in the area. And that is going to be in April. I haven't got a definite date. And finally, we're running a summer camp and we've got some very interesting programs and an opportunity to, to find out a little bit like what it is like to learn at our IB school. So we would love to see some people come from the outside to that too. A lot of information there. Yeah. If people want that information and they missed it, what's your website quickly? www.harrisburgacademy.org. Mr. Adrian, it was so <laughs> nice having you on the podcast again today. Thank you so much for being with us. My absolute pleasure, ladies. It was a great pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. you. So you know how to spell R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Yeah, Aretha doesn't need to show up in their <laughs> classrooms. I believe that they're doing a wonderful job. Um, you know, I think parents all around are getting concerned about the state of the classroom and the state of the education for their children. So whether or not you're near this school, I think he provides a lot of information on what you need to look for and the things you need to ask about if you're trying to uh, move your child, possibly, or think about where your child's going to go next. Yeah. And the other thing too, is this whole discussion about college, you know, Mm -hmm. it's okay. It is okay. College is not for everyone. There are plenty of great jobs out there, great high paying careers Mm -hmm. that don't require a college education. So parents, if your child comes to you and says they don't want to go to college, don't freak out. It's okay. It's going to be okay. Let them go. (laughs) We appreciate you being with us today. Hey, do us a favor. Head over to our YouTube channel, like and subscribe until we're back to chirp about another topic.